Emma Bocado. And you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Uh, usually we will be doing, you know it by now. It's six o'clock. I just looked at the clock and it turned six o'clock. Uh, closets are for clothes from six to seven live. But today we will not be doing it live because the hosts are away today on a break. Not doing the show today, but they will be ret- returning next week for the usual live programming. However, we do have a treat for you tonight. Uh, we've dug up from the old Closets Are For Clothes archives two shows. first one we're going to hear today is from 7-3-2002. If I wasn't so bad with month names, I'd know which the seventh month was. But I actually have to think about that, folks. Uh, I know that the 8th is August. What's the 7th month? Um, I don't know. I'm really ridiculously bad at that. June or July or something. So anyway, we're going to listen to this and then another show from 7-10-2002. Stay tuned for that. And after Closets Are For Clothes, uh, a different rendition, we'll be hearing the show The Hop from 8 until... Or sorry, 7 until... 9 p.m. So thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or concerns, call in at 763-3500. And we're here again for Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor to uh, exercise our freedom of That's expression. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Christy Cardinal. And I am the other, Dan Burns. So welcome. Yeah, welcome. Day, day before a holiday weekend. That's for right. It is Wednesday, July 3rd, 2002. Exactly. Gotta get the date in there. Exactly. Definitely. And I appreciate you doing that every time. In case by, you know, five after six on a Wednesday evening you don't know that date i'll tell you <laughs> exactly well i appreciate you doing that because uh, we also tape it just to kind of listen to ourselves um so we can do any uh uh recap of last week but that's one of the things i would like to do at the moment okay um unless there's anything pertinent that you'd like to share with the folks that you've been up to actually we did get a comment from somebody who loves your fashion your fashion sense when you're saying you know we have a fashion crime and the different <laughs> things that you have actually explained on, on the air people say i love that part about christy when she does the fashion crimes i was actually just thinking i had one saw one on my way here today, which was which was dark hose with light-colored shoes when it's 94 degrees outside. Oh, my outside. God. Wow. Yeah. Like, Bad call. Hello. Um, wow. I mean, doesn't the dark colors attract heat or attract the doesn't absorb the heat? Right. Oh, well, this okay. person, this woman, I'm assuming she was a woman. Okay. May not have been. May not have been, right. Was kind of doing like this layered look like... Had a black shirt on, a white skirt, black tights, and white shoes. Oh, okay. And she wasn't like goth or punk. Or it wasn't like her style. She was in a suit, like, coming from hmm. work. Gotcha. So, fashion crime. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. We gotta get music for that. That'd be yeah, so cool. We, oh. do. we need one. I don't know. Like, um, You Better Work by RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
right, let's okay. recap last week's show. Well, last week's show, we actually did get a, a couple emails, and we're going to share about that a little later. Um, but one of the things that I uh, was talking about toward the end of the show and was bringing up with, with Christy, and Christy was comment, commenting uh, with, uh, well, about it also. Um, and I was, I was disturbed this last June with all the different Pride events that I went to. And realizing that, for instance, the the first Pride event that happened, um, which is an answer to one of our uh, trivial questions that we had a few weeks ago, um, thanks to all those who wrote in, um, that we... Um, had a um, that it was the, the the pride event happened in Ferndale, and and there was lots and lo- thousands and thousands and thousands of people that showed up to that. I mean, I would say at least maybe seven thousand, seven to ten thousand people showed up to that. It was, it was a huge event, and you could definitely feel that a lot of people were there. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Oh yes, exactly. And and then I went to the Lansing Pride event, and. I swear that even though the newspapers say that twelve thousand, you know, ten to twelve thousand people showed up, maybe more, I swear there was no more than two thousand people that showed up to that thing, and I was really disappointed by that. And I thought, well, this is like, you know, what are the the apathy of the crowd, the the um, uh, complacency of our community, especially when we have such important events happening right now with the second parent adoptions and mm-hmm. the human rights. Um, uh, ordinance that's happened that's being challenged in Ypsilanti and um, uh, human rights. I guess it's not an ordinance when it's at the um, at the state level, but the, there's a um, a new law that's trying to be introduced, a new bill that's trying to be introduced. So um, our policy and. So there's lots of things that are happening, and the fact that there was only 2,000 people that were there and and kind of upset me. And and then going to a local event um, here at the Washington Pride Picnic uh, that happened in Riverside, um, I think it's Riverside Park. That's it not, is. Okay. That's Riverside Park. Uh, Riverside Park um, in Ypsilanti, that there was only like maybe 150, 200 people. Um, now, that event usually only gets about 200, 225 people anyway. So it wasn't too much of a decrease. But the fact that, that I know there are more than 200 queers in this in this community, and it's mm-hmm. like, where is everybody? And especially in Ypsilanti, when we need to be showing that we're here, we're here, we're queer, you know, we're get used to us kind of a thing. It's one of those things that we need to... Um, to show that that we're we're here, and that it's not just um, uh, an extreme minority of 200 people that love to go picnicking in the park, right? And and I got really frustrated with it, and so I was sharing it with some friends over some coffee and um, over some meals and things, and and realized how um, certain friends of mine and how shallow or selfish they were because they were making comments stating. Sorry, it won't be a whole half hour just recapping last hour's show. But um, it just weird. they were making comments. They were saying, you know, well, I have all the rights I need. Why should I fight for any more? Um, or what What would be uh, – Dan, it was better than there was 30 years ago. So, what, so, you know, what else do we need to do? I mean, and – and I was just stunned. I was absolutely stunned by those comments. I, I, you know, I was expecting them to say something about weather, that I'll get my hair wet, or do something really campy or joking and things like this. But no, but these were true feelings that they had. Or that, well, we're being well represented on Will and Grace and Queer as Folk. And then I, of course, reminded them of, like, well, wait a minute, I, speaking especially of Queer as Folk, 
you're having that much sex and you're not telling me about it. What's up with that? And then they were like, well, uh, uh, well, mm-hmm. They're, that's really representing who, what our community is all about. Right. And where, or on Will and Grace where they don't have sex at all. Right, hello. And they were all lawyers and, you know. Um, Interior designers. <laughs> and exactly. Very affluent people. And I'm like. And talentless. Oh, you know, <laughs> Jack being Jack, talentless. Exactly. Oh, hello. And I just thought, you know, like, what? How in the world does this. How do those shows represent us? And and I and I was getting more and more angry as the more and more I was talking to people um, about this. And um, so I wanted to kind of talk about it and talk about it a little bit further. Like where where are these people? I mean, why why all of a sudden is everybody um, just feeling that it's not important any longer and mm-hmm. not to show not to show up to these different events? And and I was I was really. Um, ang- I was very angry about it, and I was like, you know, where is the community when we need it? There are a lot more issues that are happening now, and and why are we getting so complacent? Because the, I think the Sunday, um, the weekend, I think it was the mid-weekend, I think it was the, the Sunday after the Lansing Pride, so that was, what, the 20th? Mm-hmm. Um, the local uh, public television did a history of the different of uh, the movements uh, that happened uh, in the gay community, and how there's a lot of things that happened before Stonewall. That there was a lot of things that were going on um, before any of this was was happening. And am, am I? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Um, you're not boring. Me. Okay. I was cause... looking something up. Oh, gotcha. And um, and I just thought, you know, like what in the world? Are... <laughs> Sorry. Suddenly, she picked up a news newsletter that was on my side of the table, and I went, "What? What, what is she? What is she doing? Am I'm I boring? So. <laughs> <laughs> like probably most of our audience at this point, but anyway, <laughs> if they haven't turned us off, um, but I just I was re- and and I was looking at that and and uh, looking at what happened in with like Harvey Milk and and the activism that happened with that, um, looking at Stonewall and the riots that happened with that, and I'm like, why are we not that angry anymore? Why are we not um, saying you know, God darn it, I'm being treated as a second class citizen and. Pardon me, being treated as a second-class citizen, you're being treated pretty well, especially for our community. Because I think a lot of us are being treated as third or fourth, um, but not definitely second-class. Um, that we are definitely um, not being treated well, losing our jobs, losing our housing, not being able to acknowledge our relationships in our community. And yet, people are, you know, people are saying, oh, well, things were better than it was 30 years ago. Well, things could be a whole lot better, and we're not even at the point right. of having equal rights. You know, this whole thing about Bush saying that we have special rights, that he doesn't support people having special rights. Well, excuse me, first give me equal rights, and then we'll talk about special rights. Right. A special right, I think, would be you get an ice cream sundae delivered to your house every Friday just because you're cool. Like, that's yeah. a special right. Exactly. You know what I mean? But exactly. I life, mean, special liberty, and be... the pursuit of happiness are not special rights. <laughs> or one of the things I thought of that was pretty funny is, like, having special rights of, like, you know, well, if you're a gay and lesbian, they're going to have, instead of, like, handicap stickers on the uh, spots, they would have, like, little pumps. And that's where the gays and lesbians would park closer to the, you know, closer to the mall parking or something like this, you know, that we'd have Excellent. special parking spaces. Especially closer to the store that sells leather pants, right? right? Hello! Now, that one I still don't understand, but the, <laughs> they don't do. But, I mean, and not to say that handicapped spots are not needed. Don't let, I don't want to have someone misinterpret Absolutely that. Absolutely not. But, um, but that, um, but I just thought that, that was really 
uh, it was upsetting to me that people are getting to the point where it's like, this is, oh, whatever, you know, I just mm-hmm. want to continue with my bar life, or I want to continue with my, um, and just living in my, in my shelter, little happy make home. And make crafts, exactly, and redo my interior of my house, right. or, and, and yet I see people that are just not, where we don't have equal rights yet, and it's like, why aren't people getting angry? And it's like, what does someone have to die like Harvey Milk? Did we have to have the, you know, somebody invading our space again? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're really close to getting back to that again, and yet, right? You know, I will tell you, I'll disclose. <laughs> the night after they finally determined who was president of the United States, mm-hmm. you know, it took like whatever yeah. six months, four months, whatever. Right. That very night, actually. I had it, it was a recurring dream. I'd had it prior to this during the whole, like, who's the president? And also, I'd had it the very night of the election that Bush was elected. And I had this dream that I was laying in bed with my partner, sleeping. Oh. And all of a sudden, the SWAT team busted down our door. <laughs> and we're like, what are you doing? And we weren't really doing anything, right. but we're sleeping. But it was like this whole fear of... Oh, yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it could happen. It you certainly know, It's is. like when we talked to Sean Kosofsky a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. The most recent conviction under the sodomy laws in Michigan was in, like, May. Yeah. Or March. It was March. Right. In, in Bay City. Right. So don't think that it can happen. And that it's you not know. happening. And that it's not happening. Exactly. Um I mean, just like they were talking about just before we came on about the, the comparing some of the things that are going on and, and that were going on in Nazi, pre-Nazi Germany and some of the laws that were being passed and some of the things that were that, um, to discriminate against folks on purpose. I mean, hello, what's this thing about President Bush now having this, this secrecy law that there's things that, that files that are, that are now sealed that he can no longer... Um, that the, the Freedom be, of Information Act will not give us access to. Right, yeah. exactly. That he that he's sealed this pres this has this presidential seal on it now, and I'm just like, like what's that all about? Why mm-hmm. all the secrecy all of a sudden? I right. mean, and well, I hear what you're saying about apathy and complacency, and that mm-hmm. that those are deplorable things. Um, wanted to fo- look at the little other reasons why people don't attend, and sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that that's an overwhelming amount of it is complacency and um, apathy. But a couple of other reasons why friends of mine have disclosed to me, and I kind of feel this way too, um, that they feel excluded. So why are they going to go participate in this big party that they're not even, they don't even really feel like they're invited to? Mm -hmm. Um, And I agree. You know, why... If our community cannot open a space wide enough for all of our members, mm-hmm. then, you know, I would, I would, I stayed home for many a party when I was in high school because mm-hmm. I didn't, even if I was invited, because I didn't feel like I would fit in. Right. Um, oh, totally. And I think that that, that even makes, makes me even more angry. Right. It's like, so, okay, so what makes us even, what makes us any better mm-hmm. that we're discriminating or are being, um, unaware of our own community members. Right. I think it's important to point out that just because you experience oppression doesn't mean that you aren't an oppressor. Right. Or don't participate in the oppression of others. Now explain Um, that to me. Well, no one person can oppress another. Like Mm -hmm. oppression is a, is a, you know, you have to do it in groups. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like an orgy. Um, Okay. I'm familiar with that. Okay. okay, Keep going. See, I knew I could put it in terms that you would understand. Um, But, just because that someone is oppressed in one way by society or by the world 
as, for example, being queer, doesn't mean that that person is not capable of participating in the oppression of another group, say the handicapped Mm -hmm. or um, people of color Mm -hmm. or religious minorities. Mm -hmm. Um, You still participate in that oppression, and it's not a race, it's not a scale, it's not a hierarchy, it's none of those things. You just have to be aware that just because you're oppressed doesn't mean that you get it 100% and you're not participating in the oppression of other people in any other way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've met a damn lot, excuse my language, of gay men who mm-hmm. are very much about some misogyny yes. and are very sexist and very much have a hatred of women. Mm-hmm. And um, just because they're oppressed, and, and, you know, and as gay men, um, doesn't mean that they can't still participate in the oppression of women, mm-hmm. which is what they are, are doing by being misogynist and mm-hmm. carrying sexist beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um and this is a huge problem, I think, in the queer community. A huge it's, problem. I, I mean, I would almost venture to say that it is almost more of a sin for those of us that are oppressed to ignore that we oppress others. Exactly. Um, because we know how bad it hurts. Exactly. Yes, exactly. We know how bad it hurts. We know. And, that, and that's exactly it. I mean, just because, I mean, a lot of, I mean, here, I'm a, I'm a white um, um, I guess a Christian. Um, you guess Christian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I grew up Catholic, so people okay. still consider me Christian. So um, even though I don't practice that any longer, and I don't. You're a recovering Catholic. Well, I don't even. Okay, we'll go. We'll go with that. That's a kind way of saying it. Yes, and um, and so that's one of the things. I'm, I'm white. I'm Christian. I'm male. Um, I'm able-bodied. I also have. Um, a decent job that pays my bills. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm the only thing that I might be experiencing with an oppression would be my sexual orientation. And well, and, and also I, I'm a big guy, so possibly size. Um, but I think that that's one of the things where there's that, uh, double, uh, anemone, no, double indemnity? indemnity where, you know, people have multiple, mm-hmm. um, oppressions that they're experiencing. And I think that that's one of the things that's just, um, where it's like, you know, it just, just because I have that, that one aspect to myself that I, that now I'm aware of, I would think that I can definitely probably think of it in many different areas. No, I don't know what it's like to be, to, to have people, um, make judgments because of my skin color. No, I understand that. But I do understand that I may, what it may be like not to be able to, or be denied certain things because of a certain trait that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I've never experienced that. And, but I probably can make um, pretty some assumptions that how you may be feeling because of that. Right. And so I th- I think that that's something that our community really needs to take a look at. And I think that just because, and especially that's what happened. Well, I think that's the other thing that, that I've learned. The things that I can learn from history is one of the things that within the um, black community, um, and I'm using that word specifically, is because of what the um, slave owners did is to then start dividing the community mm-hmm. based on you're better or worse because of your skin color. Right. You're a little light-skinned or darker-skinned dependent on, on mm-hmm. how well you were treated or how what type of level of a job you would have. Right. 
And I think so they divide and conquered. I think that's that's something that's happening with our in our own community because we are a rainbow, a spectrum of different people in our community. We're being easily divided and fighting within each other when what we should be doing is being united and um and fighting against because there's many more of us who have being that are being oppressed than the ones that are the oppressors. Right. What we need to get over and we need to realize and I guess get over is that there may be the only thing that you have in common with somebody else who's queer is sexual orientation. Correct. That you may not understand their background, you may not understand their culture, you may not understand anything about them, but you both are, you know, queer in whatever mm-hmm. capacity that mm-hmm. is. Um, and that may be the only thing you have in common, but that's that one thing that you uni- unite about. And I know, I don't understand it, but I know that the log cabin Republicans are gay. Mm-hmm. I probably have zero things in common with them. Correct. But I support them because you know mm-hmm. what? They're out there fighting a fight. That's right. And they're saying, you know, we're here, we're queer, we want to participate in the system. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. You know, I don't respect their politics. Right. I respect their passion for what they're doing. Right. I don't share their views, all of those things. Um, I can't say I don't respect their politics. That's not correct. Um, I don't understand them. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, I get that, and I right. know that I don't understand, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to try. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to do is when it's time to stand up and march with them mm-hmm. to get some civil rights, I'm going to do it. Right. And it doesn't matter that they're a Republican and mm-hmm. I don't d- agree with them about the majority of the things that they believe. Mm-hmm. But it's important to me because we're both have a, a different sexual orientation than the, than what is you know prescribed by mm-hmm. the mass society exactly that we stand up together exactly and we're only going to win when we do that right and i think that's one of the things is looking at our diversity rather than as a weakness but as a strength mm-hmm. because then we can work with the the log cabin republicans um because they're working with the republican party within right while they're working within we can be working without you know from the, right. from the outside um right. b- but one of the things that we also need to remember too is that especially what happened in Ypsilanti two years ago is that we had, we helped a lot a lot of communities helped us pass that ordinance and mm-hmm. i and i thank folks at Ypsilanti and and being that open minded and that um that knowledgeable about um, what human rights is really all about and making that correct decision to um to pass that ordinance right but the problem is is that there was a lot of promises made to to various communities that the gay community left behind. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we need to take a look at, too, is to look back and say, hey, you know what? We need to come back and help help with other issues that they're dealing with. Right. And and I think that that was one of the things that's really sad about the fact that, 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 that our community didn't go back and say, you know what? We need to fulfill a promise here. Right. Um, we'll support you. Right. And one of the things that I, and I alluded to at the beginning of the program was about some of the emails that we, that we did receive after, early, um, after the program in, re- in regard to 
Well, I didn't show up to those things. Show up to the thing in Lansing because it, it's it's a party. It's there's it's on a Saturday afternoon when there is no no um, representative. Not a soul. <laughs> exactly. In Lansing. I mean, that was one of my complaints is that I was tired of marching because there was nobody that was watching me march. Right. So now I show up and I bring friends with me and we stand on the sidelines and cheer people on as they go by. So that's I've taken that stance. Right. Why? Why? I agree with you. Why can't we have it on a Wednesday? Right. You know, I mean, I know that that means somebody's going to, some people who don't have paid time off are going to lose a day's pay, but, and that may be tough, but sometimes, you know, civil rights takes a, takes precedence over a right. day's pay. And I'm not telling anybody that, you know, how to run their lives or choose to spend their money or right. whatever. That's not what it's about. Right. But, you know, if we do it on a Wednesday or a Monday. Right. A Monday would be even better. Right. Um, you know, then we're really going to be paid attention to because there's going to be people there. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not this big party kind of a thing. Right. And maybe the gay community can take a higher road and help those that are um, taking, you know, taking off a day of work and can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And maybe helping them out in the right. sense of, hey, we're, it's so important to have you there, um, having bodies there that um, that maybe our community can help those folks that have to go. Right. Have we'll to do work. a can drive right. or something or what, ha- you know, what have you. Or have things like if you can't attend that, you know, you have a day of silence at work that day. Mm-hmm. Or you wear a black armband. Exactly. Or you wear something to work exactly. um, if you're capable of being out at work. Right. You know, you, you do that. Um, oh. to show your solidarity. Right, exactly. I mean, and that was one of the things that, one, and I was sharing with Christy earlier, I was trying to remember all the different emails I received, and that was one of the, actually, the other thing, too, is to say, well, Dan, you got to understand how many people there really are of us. You know, that there's 10%, if, if truly the 10% is there, we're 10% of the community, but then not all that 10% is out. And then of that, maybe 5% that are out, you know, how many of that 5% are able to be activists. Mm-hmm. And then how many of those activists can really show up? And I thought, right. okay, I understand all that, but I don't understand why. It's I mean, more than 2,000. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's my response. It's more than 2,000. And I mean, one of the things that you brought up before was that there were people not there because they had other ways to be an activist that day that were not particip- you know, not mm-hmm. going to the big party. Right. And, Quite, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a certain respect, I can I hear that and I agree with it because I can wear my, you know, I'm not gay but my girlfriend is t-shirt <laughs> right. to Pride in Lansing and everybody will, somebody will get a good chuckle out of it. Right. Um especially because, you know, <laughs> it's pretty obvious that I'm gay. But um <laughs> but if I wear that shirt to Kmart or wherever Tomorrow, it's going right. to affect a lot of. It's going to affect the world in a different way. Right. Um, so going out and shouting, you know, I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it, with a bunch of other queers, right. with a bunch of other queers watching. Right. What kind of change is that really affecting? Well, and that's a really good point, and I'm really glad you brought that up because that was when I didn't know how to introduce that because I was listening to. I found this one radio station that's on the internet that's called that's um I, call, I think it's called This Way Out, and it's an international gay and lesbian um, news program type thing, and I and Jerusalem had a pride march. I think it was like one of the first ones they've ever had. Warsaw, Poland had their very first pride march, and yes, it was maybe like 2000. 
compared to Massachusetts that had, you know, I think they said 100,000 or 500,000 or something like that. It was like, hello. I mean, this is, um, I mean, look at Jerusalem and here there are people yelling and screaming at them because, uh, you know, this doesn't represent Jerusalem. Jerusalem is supposed to be the spiritual center of the, of Islam, Judaism and, and Christianity. And here are these, you know, queers are out there marching and, and I think that's kind of quite risky or even, um, Absolutely. Brazil, I think even had their very first or second the home of machismo, you know, it, yeah, it was like they had their very first and how they were inspired was the marches in San Francisco, the marches that are in New York, the marches that were happening here in the United mm-hmm. States where we're able to march right. and the, and be alive. Where we get our pr- parade permit, our parade permits. Yes. We are, you know, given a proclamation by the governor or by somebody in the House of Representatives or the state senate or whatever. You know, all of those. We have state senators speaking at our Pride March and state state representatives. I'm not opposed to that. I think it's fabulous that those people put their necks on the line Mm -hmm. in that political of a way. Oop, there goes your mic. (laughs) I know. Apparently I'm getting a little too animated. Um, (laughs) That they come and speak, but... You know, why can't we do it the way we used to do it and not get permission? Right. And just do it. You know, I mean, there's not quite frankly, what it is, is not enough people are willing to go to jail Mm -hmm. for what what an impact that would be. Right. Right. I mean, can you imagine the news? You know, you know, five, ten thousand queers just got were arrested on the state capitol. I mean, that's right. You know, we should do it. You know, we should. We have our underground network, you know, we have our way to talk to each other that doesn't include people who are going to know what we're doing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not do it that way? Do a real political action. Because I agree with those people. I didn't go to Lansing Pride. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to the Pride picnic in in Washington County. And it was five blocks from my house. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't appreciate what my community has to offer, because there are lots of other ways that I do appreciate it and, and participate but because I don't feel included, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a party all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Pride Fest in Ferndale was fabulous. It was a great, good party, but it's not all about the party. Right. So I do want to come together with my community and oh, celebrate yeah. sometimes. And have a great celebration. Right? But that's not how political action gets done. Right. We are... are Slammed again with the 6.30 clock. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you to all those that stayed tuned to us for the last half hour and just, you know, sticking with us as as I'm complaining and and, so and doing all that stuff and, and just listening to us. And I hope this created some type of change. I, I feel so good about the fact that I vented. So thank you so much for just listening and, and thank participating. Thank you for tuning in to Dan's Therapy Hour. Exactly. And if you have any comments or questions, please let us know at 5.30... Uh, S-A-B. S-A-B. Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. Exactly. Or closets at umich.edu. And please stay t- and please tune in again next Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 for Closets Are, cl- are For Clothes on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3. Please stay tuned for... Is it... Go- Lots it's, of great radio. It is Pandora, Pandora's Lunchbox? Pandora's okay. Lunchbox I just and seen- Go Cat Go, the Rockabilly Show. Hey. Thanks for uh, tuning in to WCBN. Um, that was a old recording of a Closet Sire for Clothes from 7-3-2002. Um, real quick, I'd like to make an announcement because someone called in about an event that you may be uh, interested, interested in, those of you who are listening in. 
Um, author David Myers will be speaking on his book, What God Has Joined Together, The Christian Case for Gay Marriage, at 7.30 p.m. on Thursday, October 5th, that's tomorrow, in the downtown sanctuary at the... Um, uh, First United Methodist Church of Ann Arbor, which is on, uh, so I can just find my, um, do, do, do. no, of course I cannot find it. Where is that place located? Um, well, as you can see, I'm extremely organized here. It's in Ann Arbor, First United Methodist Church of Ann Arbor. It is uh, here. The contact information is right here. So I'm at their website um, at the uh, the downtown location, which is at 120 South State Street, State Street. Once again, it's the First United Methodist Church of Ann Arbor in downtown Ann Arbor, 120 South State Street, South State Street, Ann Arbor, Michigan. If you'd like to call them and find out where they are, it's 662. Four five three six. But once again, uh, tomorrow a uh, very interesting talk, and that will be at um, the uh, First United Methodist Church of Ann Arbor. And uh, we give again the information on that. David Myers will speak on his book "What God Has Joined Together: The Christian Case for Gay Marriage" at 7:30 p.m. And that's uh, tomorrow. Um, David Meyer's book is an effort to bridge the divide between marriage-supporting and gay-supporting people of faith, hosted by the Washtenaw Faith Action Network. And uh, I'm reading this from the First United Methodist Church of Ann Arbor's website. I would recommend uh, that you, if you want to read more about that or find out more about that, go just Google David Myers plus Ann Arbor. Um, uh, David... D-A-V-I-D, last name, M-Y-E-R-M-Y-E-R-S. Or maybe, yeah, shoot. Let me look that again. M-Y-E-R-S, yep. So, there you have that. Um, we're, we're going to take a quick break while I cue up another tape, and then we're going to listen to another old... Uh, uh, closets are for clothes. So, sorry to whoever was calling them now can able to pick up the phone if you'd like to call back. Anyone else who'd like to call in though, the number is 763-3500. What would you like to hear? Um, WCBN? WCBN? WCBN 88.3 FM. Radio Zillow is there. And Rodan and Mondra and King Pedro. Computer? Computer. Tell us, computer. Where is Radio Zilla? Computer. Come on. Sundays from 2 until 3 p.m. You'll be required to find music from East Asia. Only on WCBN FM and Ticket, you're a homeboy under that hair. Dead gum television. 
I can only say that I find your statement to be boorish. Uh, <laughs> You're listening to What Else but WCBN FM in Ann Arbor. 88.3. Mamón, hijo puta, cabrón. Good evening and welcome to Wednesday, June. No, July. July 10th. Oh my gosh, it's July of already. Positive for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I am one of your hosts, Christy Cardinal. And I am the other host, our co host, of Daniel Burns, Dan Burns. And I don't know what day it is. You don't know your name. <laughs> we are a great. Oh my goodness! It's a good start to a great show. So, how was your Fourth of July? My Fourth of July was great. Um, I have to announce something about myself dun, dun, dun. that may explain some of my odd behavior going on anytime throughout the show. But I quit smoking. <gasps> Holy moly! I know. Wow. Maybe quite shocking to many of those who know me. Exactly. <laughs> so what brought this on? Well, um, we want to have a baby. <gasps> and you can't smoke if you have a baby. That's true. So. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So that's what brought it on. And, you know, it's really bad for you, and I should have probably stopped years ago. <laughs> so now are both of you stopping? Mm-hmm. Or Oh, wow. So, yeah. Cause I was saying we haven't had a cigarette since 1030 last night. Either, either one. Well, I can't speak for my partner okay. because I've not been with her all day. So okay. she may have smoked. I don't all know. Right. But I know that I have not smoked since 1030 last night. Holy moly. Wow. So that's what's going on with me. Yes. Wow. And I will uh, give you weekly progress reports. I was going to say, we're going to have to do like, you know, the Cardinal yeah. Corner. That's and, right. Uh, see how you're doing. And how I'm, if I'm successful. Now, do you have anything like you have planned to, uh, um, plans for like how you want to stop the smoking or is it just cold turkey well i'm taking medicine that okay i've been taking it that it's not like patches or gum none of okay. that junk um it is a med- medication that actually one of the side effects they learned was that people who take it stop smoking oh so now they market it as that and make all kinds of money oh um and what it does is it blocks the nicotine receptors in your blood and in your system oh my so you take it for like 10 days and then you quit then you actually stop smoking so the point of it is like the 10th day when you stop smoking you aren't even going to physically crave it anymore and i haven't i can honestly say i have not physically craved a cigarette all day today wow i've psychologically craved a cigarette right and i have also had obsessive thoughts about cigarettes really yes like what if i should smoke now Wait, I don't smoke anymore. I can't smoke. And then, like, have this whole dialogue in my head about cigarettes. <laughs> it's so an addiction funny. like any other. That's right. It certainly is. It is, it is, it is. Wow. But um, I have stopped, and I'm hopefully going to stay stopped this time. This is the fifth and final time I have quit smoking. Okay. Let's hope. That's right. It is. For it is, <clears throat> it is today. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know? Yeah. So what's new with you? How was your 4th of July? Well, I spent most of it just kind of um, cleaning up my apartment, getting rid of like all the little science projects that were not necessarily in my refrigerator. So, you know, anything around the apartment that was kind of growing. So I just gotcha. kind of thought, you know, we'd take care of that. You know, like the dirty clothes, you know, they had that kind of smell to them. So mm-hmm. it was kind of an interesting thing. So um, got all that. So my, I guess my new, my new July 4th resolution, 
I don't know what that's about. Uh, was just now we got to maintain it, so it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be kind of interesting. So I've been yeah. kind of hanging out doing that and just kind of doing the fireworks and bonfires and picnics and visiting friends. So it should be kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we can when we do my no smoking update every week, we can also check in with you to see if your house is still clean. <laughs> Well, I think mine was probably going to go to the wayside faster than yours, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Oh, but well, this is kind of interesting. I have to admit, I know the uh, listeners. I was almost saying reviewers cannot see um, see what's going on in the studio at the moment. But we have a wall between Chrissy and myself, and it's not the traditional wall that you would have like in a radio station with a window or something like this. But we have a, a, I guess, a protection between each other because tonight we are going to have the Closets Are For Clothes quiz show. I don't know if it's, we didn't really decide on a a theme, but anyway. That's as good as any. (laughs) So we are going to be, um, now, should we keep points or something on this quiz show? I think we should keep points. Okay. And should I keep the points? You keep me the points. I'll keep the points. You'll keep the points. Now, I, I, I... I was kind of wondering. Now, do you play golf? I do not, but I know many people who do. Okay, because there is a statistic I just learned a couple weekends ago that um, that thing's not staying up, is it? No, it's oh, okay. my planner's not a very good barrier. All right, but we'll try this. Okay, I've got to move this one a little bit over because I see little circles. Oh, see, oh man, see, I'm honest. See, that's right. But uh, the golfers, like, like eight out of. 10 or 8.5 out of 10 golfers actually cheat on their scorecards. So I don't golf, so, so we're must, safe. We're in pretty good shape then. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. So, so who should we go for? Who should go first? Well, I don't know. How do we decide that? I well, I got a coin. Okay, let's flip a coin. You know. No. You're flipping, so I'll call it. Okay. Now, heads and tails. Now, that could be a very interesting. Tops or bottoms. Anyway, go ahead. I'm, okay. I'm going to call tails. And what is it? What are you calling? Tails. Holy moly! You go first. You get to choose to either to ask or receive to exactly. give a receive. <laughs> oh my god! All right. All right. I will receive. Oh wow! Well, when we decided this last, I have to kind of do a qualifier here. Uh, when we decided to do this last week, um, you had said that you're pretty good at some at, at trivia. So I decided to really make these things pretty difficult. Oh. So we shall see um, how well, how well you do here. You know, before I before my fingers are crossed. That's right. Exactly. Um, um, how should we define decide the point system? Is it for every point? Because I have a question that's actually, if you can, okay, this is my first question to you. Um, how many states have laws banning discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity? And what I was going to do is if you get the number right, um, I was going to give you a point, but then if you could name the states, I was going to give you a point for each state. Mm. Interesting. Huh. Well, then, sure. Okay. All right. I'll figure some way to do a comparable okay. question. All righty. So that is my first. Yes. Laws banning discrimination. This is from the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force website. And I actually, I just wrote a big paper on non-discrimination <gasps> policies. Dun, dun, dun. And how many local and state governments have them and why they have them and why they're good. Oh, no. She knows the answer. However, oh. I wrote this in the midst of writing a bunch of other stuff, you know. Okay. So it's kind of 
it's a very low number. It is a very low number, and I need to. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It it includes sexual orientation and gender identity. Right. So the so number of. I'm gonna go with both of those. I'm gonna say like one. Wow, it's actually two. Two. Two plus. Uh, the District of Columbia. Okay. So plus DC. So can I try? Can I try? Yeah. Can I go for the bonus? Yes, you can. California. Nope. No. No. Really? It's two that I thought was kind of well. One once I f- saw what it was, it was like of course. Okay. And then, so it's not Vermont? an obvious. Uh, nope. But you're close. New Hampshire. Nope. Massachusetts. No. Okay, I think I've guessed enough. Okay, Minnesota and Rhode Island. Minnesota was in 1993 huh. and Rhode Island in 2001. Wow. Is that something? That is something. Right. Minnesota does not surprise me. Right. As soon as I, f- I figured it out, I was like, oh. Yeah. Of course. You yes. know, Minnesota is a very progressive state, even exactly. though their governor was a wrestler. <laughs> well, you know, tight pants. That's okay. right. <laughs> no shirt. Tight pants. Okay, Dan, are you ready for uh, your yeah. first question? All right. So I start the game out with a big goose egg. Oh, that's right. Okay. After one round. So I have quite a mix of questions. Okay. Same here. I've got some that are easy, some, well, some that I think are easy. Right. Right. So we'll start out with, let's see. Okay. I smell smoke. I'm thinking too hard. What city in the United States had the first openly gay city council person? Oh. Same. Oh, go ahead. And bonus points if you can guess the year. I'm going to say San Francisco. And I'm going to say you're wrong. No! Because I was thinking it was Harvey Milk. Mm-mm. The first... Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking it is in Chicago. No, maybe not Chicago. And the only way I'm saying no Chicago because she's still putting her head back and forth. Um... Because I did read this, and it was a, it was, a, it was I was surprised. It was before Harvey Milk, and mm-hmm. so um, several years actually. I I think yeah. I'm guessing on the date that I have. Okay. Um, because I didn't have a chance to look it up. Okay. Um, before the show, but um, it was actually pretty early. Well, I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm thinking Harvey Muck was, like, in mid-70s, mm-hmm. and in 1969 was the Stonewall. So I'm going to say 1970, no, I'm going to be really, really shocking and say 1966. Okay. That year is horribly off. Oh. The oh. city, okay. you're soaking in it, man. Ann Arbor. Really? Yes. Ann Arbor, Michigan, in I th- around 1973. Yep. Wow. We there had were our first. two. We had two in here. the same election. Holy camole! Yep. So go us. Yeah, we're gonna have to like investigate who those people are and yeah, like if they're still around yeah. and they're still in the city or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we're both uh, <sighs> <Goose> zero zero. <laughs> Man. All over. All right. My next question, very similar to the first one. Okay. Is how many states, and it's just states, There's no, we're not talking about District of Columbia here or any like um, Territory like yeah. Puerto Rico. <laughs> exactly. Um, have, discri- uh, have laws banning discrimination based on sexual orientation. And I'm going to say sorry, sexual orientation only, meaning not gender identity. Not gender identity. So, how many states? Yeah. I think it's about 13. Oh, close, but no cigar. And can you name any of the 10? Well, yes, I can name California. Yep. 
Um, oh, that was the answer. So <laughs> saw that one. Thought about that one first. Yeah, California. So is that a point? Do yep. I actually one get a point? point? One point. Ah, yay me! Um, what is the actual number? Fourteen. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually ten. Ten. Ten states. Okay. So California. Yeah. Um, Hawaii. <gasps> they don't have that on there. Oh, but they just have marriage. No, they don't even have marriage. I was oh, just yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Hawaii. Yes, Hawaii, Hawaii is one is of on them. There, so yep. that's another they point got for me. They got theirs in ninety-one. Yeah. Um, our great state of Michigan is not one. No. Sadly. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, I th- do I want to say New York State? No, you don't. I didn't think so. <laughs> um, well, Rhode Island and Minnesota, because they were in the other <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, that's why I said sexual orientation only. Oh. Oh. So then that would make 12 if we included Rhode oh. Island and Minnesota. So I was actually right. even closer. Um, what are the other states? Wisconsin in 82, Massachusetts in 89, Connecticut and Hawaii 91, California, New Jersey, and Vermont in 92, uh, New Hampshire in 97, Nevada, in, or Nevada, as a friend of mine says, 99, <laughs> and Maryland in 2001. So that's kind of interesting. All right. Very interesting. All right. Okay. A question right oh up your gosh. alley, Dan. Okay. Judy Garland. Oh. <laughs> Can you name the now world-renowned group that in 1980 began as a group of gay men dressed as nuns performing street theater? Um, um, oh, oh, <coughs> um, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, I can, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, um, it's not, uh, like, uh, nuns on, on skates, but it's not that. It's, um... It's not the Radical Fairies. It is, oh my gosh, Sister. Well, let me help you. Yes. Okay, Sister. What's another? Sister. That's um, right. I was going to say, what's another? What do we call nuns? Oh gosh, Sister. Uh, it was like, oh, it's really hysterical. It's a really great name. Um, oh, Sister. Oh, a, a perpetual uh, indulgence. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did that have to come? That one hurt. That yeah, looked like it hurt. There's smoke coming off of Dan's head right now. Woo. Yay! So it's wow. two one. Two one. Two All one. right. All right. So those were kind of like. Let's see here. Um, Give me an easy one, man. Okay. Well, see now, there's some that are really easy that I thought, but I thought I'd use those for the last ones. Oh, okay. Um, we'll do whatever. No, it's okay. In order, whatever That's all right. you want. When was? Um, Okay, you have a chance of getting two points. All right. Um, when was the first gay games held, and what in what city? Ooh. And I can give you a multiple choice on the years, or I can give you um, within three years. Okay, I'll take within three years. Okay. Um, I really want to say New York City. Oh, okay. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Why is that sticking in my head? Is it a European city? No. Okay, San Francisco. Yeah, that was her. I thought okay. It was, okay. Um, and New York City did host the last one, I think. Right. They've hosted recently. They've yeah. hosted several times, I'm oh, sure. Oh, okay. Um, and the year, I'm going to go with 1980. Oh, you got it. It's 1982. 1982, the first gay game, San Francisco. So but I, I need um, a judge here. So I'm going to ask Chris, Chris Decker. Um, she, we, we're doing like the city that the first gay games was in. And we need to know, I said, I'd give it to her if she had 
if she named the city, and she named it on the second try. Should we give her a point? I am in the lead, so if you want to use that as your judgment. Go, you're gonna go ahead. As he's grabbing a mic here and getting him all set. And I either uh, I don't normally like to talk on the show. But oh, oh. Uh, but, you know, I do like to lend my authority when it's asked for. <laughs> I'd say give her the point. All right. All right. All right. So oh, I get the point there. Man. All right. Now here is your chance. And a oh, two and you part. also get the point for being with oh, them for years. That's right. Don't. So here you have a two-part question. Okay. <clears throat> if you can give me both of these. Oh. You can, you know, okay. one's a bonus. One or the other. Okay. Right. One's a bonus. Okay. Who received the first Oscar to go to an actor playing a gay role, and what was the name of the movie? An actor who played the f- a gay role. The first the first Oscar? The first Oscar. Goodness. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Tom, is Tom Hanks in um, Philadelphia. But, um, but I'm thinking, it, like, there's also a Torch Song trilogy, which was really well known, um, for gay characters. Both wrong. Both wrong. So then I'm going to go with, <laughs> gosh, and the band played on was one I thought that was really surprisingly early, but I know it's not that one because they didn't get any Oscars for a gay role. Man, and Rock Hudson was playing always straight people. Mm-hmm. Was it? I it was the 80s, if that's any. In the I 80s. I think it's the 80s. In the 80s, 80s, it has 80s. To be the 80s. Well, the only one that comes up for me in, in the 80s or early 80s would be like um, uh, Longtime Companion, but that, that, that would be... That would nobody be, won an Oscar. Nobody won an Netflix. Oscar for that. I, I give. Okay. William Hurt in Kiss of the Spider Woman. <gasps> That's why Kiss of the Spider Woman... Because I was looking at movies and things like this, and Kiss of the Spider Woman kept coming up and all these different things. I was like... I, but, of course, I'd never seen it, so I didn't know what it was right. about. I had no idea wow. you'd never seen it. Okay. Man, oh, man. All right. Let's see here. What's the score again? Four to one Duh. in my favor. Oh, i got to make these hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, okay. When was Anita Bryant's Save Our Children campaign? What year? And I'll give it to you within three. 1978. Oh, 1977. Gosh, you, you're doing I'm just going to be a little more strict here. Okay. All right. All right, okay. you get an extra point. Okay. Another one right up your alley. Okay. All right. Can you name the 1991 film by Jenny Livingston documenting the lives of transgender African Americans and Latinos involved in New York's lavish fashion balls? Yes, and it's um it's not it's uh, it's not wig, not wig stock. Um um and it was oh my gosh and I can see them and they're doing the runways and I can see the the halls and them having a great time, and it is going to just kill me here. Um, it has the name of a major world city in its title. I'll give you a hint. Major world city. New York, Miami, New York. New York's not the only city in the world, yeah, man. I know, I know. Oh, Paris. Um, that Paris is burnt. Paris is burning. Yes. Yay. Yes. Shoot. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Dan is sneaking up on me. Uh, oh, yeah. Five to two now. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. A trick question here. Uh-oh. Um, 
the Society for Human Rights, which was the first formal gay organization that was um, the first formal gay organization, and it just happened to be founded in Chicago by Henry Gerber, uh, was formed in 1924, 1954, or 1974? 24. Yes. Oh. Now, it's not the Human Rights Campaign Fund, right. anything of now. Human Rights But that was the first formal or gay organization, 1924. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Who wrote Ruby Fruit Jungle? I don't even know that one. All right, Who's we'll go on to another question. Well, okay, who wrote it? Rita Mae Brown. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I'm pretty sure you know the answer to this because we've discussed this on the show before. Okay. Who supposedly threw the first brick at the Stonewall Rebellion? Who has just recently passed away, actually? Uh-oh. <coughs> who threw the first brick? I was going to say the, the police. Um, but um, let's see here. They didn't pass away anytime soon. Um, oh, 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 oh. Um, 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 it, um, I'm thinking she's. I'm thinking she's Hispanic. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm look. I'm, I can picture her beautiful gal. Um, oh, and she was just a Spitfire too when I met her. Um, well, I didn't mean to meet her, but I mean like. You know, watched her from afar. Um, oh, goodness. I should get points for being able to picture these people. <laughs> Having met them should count for points. Oh, man. No, I don't know. Sylvia Rivera. Yes. Sylvia Rivera. That's right. That's right. Man. Dan, Dan. I was in... Really? Wow. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We one of our yeah really okay. Well, we one of our uh, for um, uh, Pandora's Lunchbox. One of the the Host. co-hosts was in San Francisco last weekend. Wow, how was it? It was a blast. Oh my gosh! There were over two million people just in town just for that. Oh wow! Wow! The parade started at ten o'clock, didn't end until about four in the afternoon, and I could never even see it. But I was at the fairground and heard Ian McKellen talk. Oh, wow. And that lady in, uh, who, who was in Catney and Lacey. Okay. She was great, too. Oh, I bet. Oh, the I bet. The site was amazing. I was in Castro neighborhood. Oh. Uh. The things I've seen, I <laughs> shouldn't have seen. <laughs> but it was great. I was the minority. I w- they called me a breeder, I think. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that would be what they called you. Yes. <laughs> yes, but we let them come in, too, and enjoy themselves. Well, like I said, it's everybody. It's the rainbow. Yes. Right, Exactly. exactly. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And I met a lot of people from Ann Arbor there. Of course. I think it's kind of like we just all... They were shocked there. when I recognized them. Oh! <laughs> but, You're but from Ann Arbor. I'm not going to say anything, because even though they're openly gay, I don't want to just identify them as being gay here. Oh. As their only identity. Gotcha. But But um, there were a lot of great people there. Right. Right, right. on. Well, wow. thanks for sharing. Yeah. Dang. That's fabulous. Wow! Yeah, they must have had. The, it was, must have been just also decorated, being that mm-hmm. you know July twenty eighth is their was their big uh, um, was Pride Day the last weekend June twenty eighth June twenty eighth I say July June twenty eighth Oh my gosh, we're not doing well on dates. That's Who, okay. Was I next? You no, know, I got the Rivera question. Uh, yes, so it's my turn to receive. Alrighty. I'm on bottom now. <laughs> um. It's not a comfortable place for me. So. <laughs> Let's see here. Wow, we'll just kind of like say, okay, 
When was the... Oh, no, see, that's too easy. That's too easy of a question for you. When was Stonewall? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, when, okay, so in... Um, when was the first, the very first March on Washington? Very first March on Washington. Mm-hmm. 1987. Nope. No. 1963. Wow. Yes, that was a very. I wanted to make sure I brought that up because I thought, you know, we've been doing this even before Stonewall. So right, absolutely. So, you but are I thought, correct. yeah, but the first picket picket rights. Um, Excuse me. The first gay rights picket started um, in 1963, and then they went to they did a little caravan to um, uh, march on Washington. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, let's come up with who is Harris Glenn Milstead better known as? What's the name again? Harris Glenn Milstead. Harris Milstead. I'm thinking it is. Harvey Firestein or, um, no, Harvey Milk is, is Harvey Milk. Um, he had no, um, and I'm thinking then with the look, the gleam in your eye, then I'm thinking like RuPaul, but then, because it would be like that far off, but no, it's seen that look in your eye. RuPaul is closer than Harvey Firestein. Oh, so it's a drag queen. Okay. Um, Oh great! Now famous drag queens. Um, goodness. Oh, oh. Um, um, the guy who did the movies and um, <laughs> um, oh, um, and um, goodness Pink gracious, Flamingos. big, big girl of um, hairspray. Exactly, and it's um, oh, oop, um, oh no cheating. Let's see here. Um, goodness gracious. Um. Oh, and the big eye um, makeup and, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I'm going to have to, like, really brush up on my movies next time. And I'm going to, oh, I'm going to. Divine. Divine, yes. I'm going to give that to you. Okay. Because you could name a lot of stuff. You just couldn't get there. So <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. I need the points. We only have a couple minutes left. So okay. one more question. Okay. Well, this is... Okay, I'll give you... We'll do like a, a real quick round here. Yeah. Um, birthday of Judy Garland. <laughs> 1922. Barbara Streisand's birthday. <laughs> 1942. <laughs> Bette Midler's birthday. 1949. Oh, 45. Oh. Go. And I was looking at Melissa Etheridge before I came over here, but, but couldn't find it. All right, where's your... Um, that was hilarious, Dan. <laughs> All right. In 1983, the New York Times approved the use of the word gay as a synonym for homosexual. What was the word they used before homosexual? Queer. No, um, homosexual uh, deviance. Um, Close. D- um, goodness gracious, homosexual deviance, um, disaster... Uh, I don't know what. Pervert. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Jeremiah Reclaim. What the heck? <laughs> the largest mass wedding of same-sex couples took place in 1993 at the March on Washington for LGBT rights. Hi, this is Michael Moore, and you're listening to WCBN. FM, Ann Arbor. Why? I don't know. He should be getting up out of the house and starting the revolution. Get out. Turn the radio 